0: This is making finances easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is making finances easier Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis.
1: Hey everyone, uh, Paul Cochran here with my friend and colleague Garrett Crawford. Garrett, how you doing?
0: So far so good
2: today. Happy well, Saturday.
1: Well, good. Uh, Providence Advisors Group, that's who we are. 865-770-5031. If you've heard the advertisement, you know we call our little show, Making Finances Easier. And so we Hope that some of what we talk about does that for you.
2: And, hey, we I, I don't think we've mentioned it for a couple shows, but we are a local uh, investment advisory firm. And so we're right out of West Knoxville, Tennessee, right there at the intersection of Pellissippi Parkway and North Shore Drive. They've got that Kroger's and a corner 16. There's a road that goes up right behind there. And you can see our big red brick office building as you drive down. Pelissippi Parkway, but uh, it's our our only office, Paul, out here in West Knoxville, and we're on the bottom floor there, so I think sometimes these radio shows, you always wonder, are they from New York City? I mean, we don't sound like we're from New York City, I'm sure, Uh, but I think they're from all over the place, but we are a West Knoxville uh, independent shop out here. That's good. Okay, first, and importantly, trivia. So, Garrett, what...
1: And this could be maybe from when you were a teenager to now. Um, If you could have any car that you wanted, what is your favorite uh, motor vehicle, your favorite car? What's your dream car?
2: Uh, You know, I guess that's probably changed through the years. Uh, You know, I'm not a car buff uh, really at all. Uh, In fact, I don't know a lot, but I do remember when I was in college that, i was actually going to a we, we were doing this uh trip with our church and people supported uh students to go on this spring break trip yeah and uh so i did i was just a college student i was like yeah i'll sign up for somebody sponsoring me to go and so uh i went out to this guy's house and i helped pick up uh I basically like, cleaned up their lot for a few hours, and a guy wrote me a check to go on this trip. But uh, I remember leaving UT's campus, and a guy was going to pick me up to drive me out there. And uh, he shows up in a Corvette. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably like an 04 Corvette, and this was probably like 2008. Uh, so I show up uh, to this fundraiser in a Corvette. (laughs) And I remember, you know, kind of having my head over my eyes thinking I'm here to, you know, maybe get a $150 check or something. And yet I'm hopping out of a Corvette. Uh, And I thought the optics there was was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, I still remember that's the only Corvette I've ever sat in. And uh, I remember sitting at a stoplight and the guy that was driving said, do you want to see how fast this thing goes? And I said, no, I don't actually. Uh, but he still showed me, you know, kind of the zero to sixty acceleration of it. But uh, when I was growing up, my dad always said his dream car was a '59 Corvette. Mm. Uh, probably in your generation, mm-hmm. that was a hot rod. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if somebody said, "Hey, can I have a car?" I'd say, "Give me a '59 Corvette." I'd let my dad drive it around, and we'd have a blast. But. Uh, something about i guess an american-made corvette that's actually just north of where i grew up in bowling green kentucky oh, really? they have the corvette museum up there Oh, cool! Uh, so i'm sure there's a lot nicer cars out there but a corvette would be fun to, to drive around one day yeah. uh, what about you paul
1: well you know it's funny uh, one of our clients are i guess our first client uh, this past week um he's part of that corvette club yeah. corvette club and he has the uh the latest and greatest uh corvette that they have you know with the little uh wind
2: yeah i feel like they've changed looks a lot in the past couple years
1: yeah and uh, it's funny he said he didn't want to drive it up here he said that uh some of the work they're doing on the parkway and some of those seams in the bridges they're just too hard to handle with the the corvette it's just bumpy um and i remember that riding in corvettes is like you feel every bump um but as far as uh, you know, my cars go. You know, I've always had those. Or the past two cars have been that little Acura RDX, and mm-hmm. of course, uh, now Cindy drives one, and you drive one. I've kind of passed those down, and um, I finally uh, did a my first foray into German engineering, and and uh, got a BMW their their X5. My 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 taste in cars is such that as as long as my bike can fit in the back of it that's kind of the prerequisite you know sandy would say does it have cup holders <laughs> for me to get my bike fit in the back yeah. that's the main thing but um but this is the first time i've had such a, a really you know kind of uh, gosh it's really considered a luxury car but it's so solid it's such so fun to drive um so I guess I got that, what, in July, maybe? Yeah, sometime. Anyway, it's just a fun car. So you're
2: living your dreams. Your your best car is your current car.
1: Well, how about that? Um, uh, I guess I could dig around and (laughs) find a couple others, but but it would have to be a car that... in, in other words we're only gonna have two cars one for sandy and one for me if uh, if something were to happen to sandy maybe I'd have a sedan that was a, yeah, you sure. know, a, a a muscle car or something but okay on to more important things so today we're going to be talking about Roth and I know we've done this in previous shows but it came up again it, it we, we do so much of this in our office and so we're gonna take big picture, uh, about Roth, and then we're gonna get into some of the strategies that that, that we can do with with Roth, and uh, and really between now and the end of the year is when we tend to do probably more Roths than 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 any other time of the year. Partly because people know where their income's gonna land, and they know what their tax uh, implications are gonna be if they want to do a conversion and that type of thing. But first, let's just talk about Roth. Before we talk about how to build a Roth, uh, what is a Roth and why would somebody want one, Garrett?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, I was just thinking, you said, well, sometimes we do a Roth. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that know what that is and a lot of people that don't. When you say Roth, that's just a shortened form of Roth IRA, it's a type of retirement account. Uh, I'm a little fuzzy on my history here, but I think it was maybe the early 2000s is when a Roth IRA was actually developed and you could contribute to something other than a traditional IRA. And uh, a Roth IRA is when you contribute money that you've already paid taxes on, it's already hit your bank account, and then you put it in a type of retirement account called a Roth, and once that money gets deposited, it uh, does not get you a tax deduction like your traditional IRA. It doesn't save you any taxes, but once it's in a Roth IRA, you can invest it in anything that you want. You could invest in a CD, you could invest in a bond, but a lot of times people are thinking long-term with Roth IRAs, and they're gonna be investing in, uh, in the stock market, uh, securities, uh, stocks. And let's say you put $5,000 into a Roth and you let it grow for a long time and you don't add anything else to it and 15 years it's 20, 20 something thousand dollars. Uh, the beauty of a Roth is that all that growth is tax free. So if you wanted to withdraw that money later, uh, every dollar that comes out of the Roth IRA, you don't get taxed again. Uh, And if anything's left over at your Roth IRA, let's say you had a larger one, $250,000 in a Roth uh, or a Roth IRA, if if you had money left over at the end of your life, it would go to your beneficiaries tax-free. So money goes in after tax, it grows tax-free, comes out tax-free. And one of the other things people really like about Roth IRAs is that there are no required minimum distributions. And so for a lot of retirees, Uh, that we work with, a majority of their money is in a traditional IRA or a 401k. And they have something called RMDs or required minimum distributions where the government's basically said, you've had enough of a good thing, you know, regarding their tax deferral through the decades. And now you got to pay us. So we're going to, based on your life expectancy, we're going to require you take out a certain percentage of your IRA each year and you're going to have to pay taxes on that. So, you can't really just let a traditional IRA grow and grow and grow and grow through retirement because you're gonna be having to take systematic annual distributions out at a larger and larger rate through your lifetime. But a Roth IRA, like we were talking about, is different. There are no required minimum distributions. Why? Because the IRS doesn't care one rip. Why? Because they don't get any tax money uh, from that Roth IRA. So they don't care if you wait your whole life and then distribute that. And, uh, you know, without getting too far in the weeds, I don't want to jump ahead, but that's been fixed a little bit in that if your kids inherit your Roth IRA, uh, they're typically going to have 10 years in a Roth that they can keep it, but then they're going to have to distribute their inherited Roth IRA by the end of the 10th year. So all things equal, uh, a Roth IRA is an incredible, amazing financial planning tool for us. Sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. It kind of just depends on uh, what your tax rate is now, what will it be in the future, or maybe even how's a kid doing? What type of occupation are they? And uh, it kind of gives you an ability to pay less taxes over your time if you have a predictable future in front of you.
1: Well, let's talk just for a second about uh, some of the rules around a Roth. So let's say you're 40 and you want to do a Roth, there's an income limit we'll just call it 200,000 right now it's probably a little bit more than that yep adjusted for inflation what is the current uh,
2: figure for married people it's $218,000 uh, between between 218 and 228 so if you're making uh, over
1: two hundred eighteen thousand as a household, and you're married filing jointly, you're going to be limited on how much you can put into a Roth. Um, if it's past two twenty eight, you can't put any, you can't contribute any to a Roth. Um, now, uh, one other little uh, caveat is: let's say you're in your forties and and you want to make a contribution, and you do, you open up a Roth, you could um, you could put $7,000, uh, well, no, it's, if you're under 50, what's the amount that you can put in?
2: Uh, it's $6,500 uh, so, under 50.
1: So if you're under 50 years old, you could put in 6,500 into the Roth, and you could actually pull it out um, you know, a year later if you wanted, but you can't pull out the growth uh, until it's been in there for five years.
2: Yeah, but there's also an, a 59 and a half rule where you wouldn't want to pull money out of a Roth until after age 59 and a half, or there's a 10% penalty. Okay,
1: so so you've got um, uh, you've got some income limitations, but as long as your we'll just call it 218,000, as long as your household income is under 218, you can contribute. But one of the places where there is no limit. And we do this as often as we do Roth contributions, and that is Roth conversions. So why don't you explain to our listeners a Roth conversion?
2: Yeah, I was. uh, We kind of had a fun appointment earlier this week. Where a little backstory here. You said they those Roth IRAs started in 1998. It took a few years before there was adoption and people started using those types of accounts. And so that was really only 20 years ago. So for a lot of our clients that are retiring, those didn't come in until the later years mm-hmm. of their working career. And so a lot of our clients are going to have much more traditional IRA funds yep. just by nature of when they were born, when they started working, the current landscape. And so it was fun the other day to see uh, some of these initial like younger clients that are getting ready to retire. And they've got a like a substantial Roth portion. Yeah, I love uh, that. So they have IRA funds. Maybe they've done some Roth conversions that I'll talk about in just a second. But Roth IRA funds that are tax free, they've got IRA funds that are tax deferred, and they've also got some money not in retirement accounts that are what we call non qualified or taxable, meaning uh, they've paid taxes on a lot of it, but only have to pay taxes on the gain. <laughs> And as a financial planner, boy, that's fun to play with because we can generate income in a way that uh, will reduce your overall tax burden. And a lot of times that can't be avoided, but when you have different types of money, uh, you can get the income that you need without bumping up into the next bracket sometimes. And so we're starting to see retirees have substantial Roth balances because they ha- there was adoption early enough in their career where they were able to do the fifty five hundred dollar a year contributions and that's grown to sixty five hundred and now seventy five hundred. Or they had a Roth component within their four hundred one k. Correct, and so uh, or they were able to do what we're about to talk about Roth conversions, and so option one to get money into a Roth IRA is just contributing that annual limit if your income is low enough. Option two, which has really been common for our retirees over the last decade and a half, easily since I've been here, is playing the tax arbitrage game where you're trying to look at your tax rates now and you're willing to convert that money from a traditional IRA. Maybe you're in the 22% tax bracket. Maybe you're in the 24% tax bracket and uh, maybe you've saved quite a bit and you anticipate your tax rate going up, or maybe they're in a year where they just are making less income for whatever reason, The spouse decided to retire, and maybe they're down in the 12% tax bracket, but they've got a lot of investments and in RMDs that are going to hit the road that could cause them to jump up to the 32% tax bracket. What they do uh, is you can convert as much of your IRA as you would like to your Roth IRA, there are no income limitations. There is no amount you are limited to convert. But somebody, I mean, there a couple of years ago, we, I think we had a, a three hundred plus thousand dollar Roth conversion. They were already in the top tax bracket. There was no hope. But the Trump tax cuts or the Tax Cuts Jobs Act, they lowered tax brackets, and so it's like, do you want to pay thirty two percent now versus thirty five percent in the future, or even higher? And they just didn't feel like they were going to be in a lower tax bracket, and you know that was a joint conversation. But they elected at a high tax bracket to just go ahead and convert more to Roth. Um, but the idea is, if you think your income tax taxes could go up in the future, uh, convert some of that IRA money over to Roth, and you do have to pay taxes this year to do that, but once it's in the Roth, no required minimum distributions, it'll grow tax-free, and if you have a long enough timeline, uh, that may work out in your favor. In fact, as soon as we get done recording today, I'm hopping on a phone call, and uh, I'm going through a... I'm going through a, a, a client's tax return and we're just going to be looking at what happened last year, making projections for this year. And he wants to convert more to Roth. It'll be a substantial amount. But uh, me, him, his wife and his accountant will all be on the phone and we'll be talking about a, a good amount to convert. And he's OK paying the taxes now because he's not going to touch that for a long time.
1: That's great. So like yesterday, uh, one of our clients in Kentucky let me know that he wanted to convert 60000 here before the end of the year. And so, so what has he done? Well, to, to give you an example, and this wouldn't be his exactly, obviously, but but the, the 22% tax bracket in 2023 uh, ends at 190750 So let's say you're, you're making $120,000 a year. We know that you could earn another 70000 in round numbers Without, uh, and, st- and still be in the 22% tax bracket. Yeah. Um, plus you also have a standard deduction. And right now, a standard deduction for a married couple filing jointly is what, 27000
2: Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I don't have that number memorized but Some, real close.
1: Yeah, so, something like 27000 So, um, if you're charitably inclined, you, you could you know you might be giving enough money to to not use the standardized deduction uh, the standard deduction rather. but but most people use the standard deduction. So that means that as long when you convert an amount, like, like if I if 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 this guy um, he wants to convert 60,000, out of his IRA, his traditional IRA, that means he gets an additional on his taxes, an additional sixty thousand dollars this year. So a couple things he'll have to do because he's he's retired. He he came into that sixty thousand figure. Number one, he had to look at the tax bracket. Number two, he wanted to look at IRMA charges. And in other words, that's the premium that the government charges people for their medicare if their income is high so there are thresholds and the higher your income the more they're going to charge you for medicare so he he knows his tax brackets he knows where he stands with with the irma charges and that's where he came to the 60,000 figure so when he converts that amount then from that point on, it's going to be tax-free growth as long as he lives.
2: Yeah, I'm going to jump in here at the very end. I was uh, got, I got a couple of things that I think is timely. One, it is uh, the end of September, probably when most people will hear this. Uh, this is a perfect time that it's so far into the year that you're kind of close enough to start planning for this, but you've also got time to actually plan for it so that you're not doing this at the last second before December 31st rolls around. And so I'd really encourage, you know, that's really what we do. And so I guess this could be a little commercial, but 865-770-5031. Don't wait until the last second to decide whether or not this is a good fit. Um, And go ahead, like my client this afternoon, he's already looking at where he's going to end up income-wise for the end of the year. And we may not actually pull the trigger today, but in november or december when we're absolutely sure where they're going to end up uh we probably will and maybe he'll do a good, a big portion today leave some buffer room and we'll do it again in december but uh do this ahead of time versus you'll start hearing about this at the end of november 10 things to do before december 31st and nobody's got enough time to do it so uh one september october is a great time to begin this roth conversion planning process And the second one, this could be a little bit of a devil's advocate, but I was recently watching a a webinar on Roth conversions, and uh, that IRMA charge that you were just talking about, Paul, you know, we we do talk about that with clients as a really important threshold. If you go $1 over, your Medicare premiums can go up substantially. But we have- its not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, and it's such a, if you think of it as like a percent tax, uh, like I think the first level is like a one percent tax additional for the the Medicare premiums. And we just have to remind our listeners what a great thing it is to live in the state of Tennessee uh, to retire in Tennessee mm-hmm. that we do not have a state income tax and if you uh, lived in a different state with an eight <coughs> to nine to ten state income tax, mm-hmm. that's a you know that's a that's way worse than a Medicare Irma charge. and so, for all you people that live here in Tennessee, let's not, not not miss the forest from the trees that we don't have a state income tax and uh, keep things in perspective that I think that's a great place to retire. It's a great place to consider Roth conversions. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us,
0: uh, 865-770-5031. We look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas, and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent,